And welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. No, I don't think so. It's Saint City out here. I'm personally seeing to it. And part of that is bringing you this program and putting the goodness of God on display as we do every week. And uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us and hearing all of our amazing guests that we have on the show today. In the last few weeks and in this uh, next set of shows coming up, we are working on bringing you more of an international flavor to ministry and what you hear in the world of healing and what you hear in the area of dominion and authority and so on and so forth. And uh, on our show today is, uh, now I'm recording late at night because these time zone thingies, but uh, my guest today is joining us from what we've, what I just found out on a map is called the Dark Continent, which we'll talk about in a moment. Joining us from Cape Town, South Africa. How cool is that? Evangelist, minister, DHT, also uh, affiliated with John G. Lake Ministries and Gyra Seed Ministries. Again, Cape Town, South Africa. Chris Millen joining us via Skype. Chris, how are you? Welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. And uh, how are you, sir? How's everything going? Hey, Melian, things are good this side. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. And again, it's funny because we're, uh, like I said, we're just coordinating all across the, the globe here. And um, what we usually do is to start out the program, I ask if you would share a uh, healing testimony or a couple of them, whatever you have available, of something big, something kind of crazy, out of the ordinary, something off the beaten path. What what can you share with us? Malin, a couple of things come to mind. Um, you know, we've all got this thing, this elusive issue where we're hitting a lot of little things. And when cancer raises its head, people start to panic. And um, we've seen some radical success, but generally the success has come in through strange circumstances. We were in Malawi uh, last year and we were, treat- we were teaching DHT. And one of the pastors came to us and the language barrier is pretty tough. And we, we didn't really know where we were going, but we ended up meeting uh, a family who had a young guy, a young son, who had a tumor on the back of his leg. His leg was basically like a thin little noodle. Uh, he was dying of cancer, and he had these horrific old-fashioned um, crutches that were too long for him. And this young guy looked like an absolute wreck. Now, when we got there, we suddenly had an audience of local villagers. And in Malawi, this is a very rural area, and there's great love that they have for one another and great expectation they have around provision. So this young man getting sick was a travesty for the whole village. So with an audience, we, we hit this thing. We were full of the spirit and we just started to, to, to really do what we did. Um, it took about five different prayers. Uh, you know, I think in that is a question on its own, but we just kept at it, man. We just, we just kept at it. And on the fifth prayer, this guy takes a walk. And he turns around and smiles and kept walking. Now, when he gave his testimony, it turns out that, number one, the tumor had gone behind his leg. Number two, that uh, this guy actually wasn't even able to put his trousers on without physical pain, excruciating pain. And here he was now walking. And joy broke out in this place. Wind was blowing that, to me, almost felt like God was shaking trees. Um, we were absolutely astounded. And the result was what I think we had been hoping for for years, where you go in to see someone, there's a physical transformation. The person's body changes. 
He is delivered of the sickness that is attacking him. And thereafter, for the next three to four days, this guy walked across the village every day to come and see us. And wherever he went, the villagers cheered. Man, it was absolutely awesome. He became a living testimony. Wow. And in the follow-up to that, when uh, after the fact, uh, do you still keep in contact? Have you heard anything or additional fruit that has come out of that? Yeah, he's fine. You know, he's slowed. he was walking when we left, when he couldn't walk before. And his leg got stronger. Every day we saw him, his leg got stronger. Um, he got physically stronger. Apparently he's doing great. And that's that's how this thing happened, you know. And, you know, we've got a ministry in Polsmore Prison as well, um, where I run a church and ladies section of Polsmore, Polsmore Prison. It's a pretty tough area. It's a remand section, which means this is the space before the ladies have been convicted. So in Africa, they're, they're still wearing the clothes they came in with, and our court systems can lag quite a lot, so they can be there for one day or three years. And um, it's generally the, the center point of where uh, drug mules are used to bring in narcotics, and there's a lot of different things going on in there. And uh, anyway, I was preaching once in there and literally felt somebody come behind me, and I wouldn't like to compare it to what happened with Jesus when the lady that was bleeding touched him, but this lady touched me and I said, can I help you? And she said, no, it's fine. I just wanted to touch you. And I said to her, but what's going on? And she said, no, I'm going tomorrow to have my breasts removed. And um, I've got cancer. Anyway, two weeks later, we came back and there she was. And let me just put it politely. She, she hadn't had her breasts removed. So I said, what happened? She said, no, they did a biopsy and I'm fine. And wow. it was a radical, radical experience for me. That there was a level of pressure that I felt, you know, when somebody accepts that you represent Jesus and all they need to do is touch you to get their healing. And that had nothing to do with me. That was her deal, man. Was that the first time that you had an experience like that? Well, to that extent, yeah, absolutely, where someone wanted to just touch you. I, I don't, somehow they saw that I represented the Lord and, and they had made up their mind. Their faith was secure in the fact that all she needed to do was walk past and touch me and walk off. I mean, it, it was a strange experience. And, and the joy that we had that when she was healed, it was just how wonderful God is and how far and how deep and wide his love is that, that he, will, he will go to the extent of opening as many doors as he can for us to receive his kingdom. And was that your first experience with cancer or have you dealt with that a lot in the past? We've, we've dealt with it a lot in the past, but that was absolutely the biggest moment of cancer being destroyed with the least amount of effort. Let's stay on this for a second because um, I, I I don't know about other parts of the world, but here in the U.S., the 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 commonality of cancer is seemingly exploding. It just seems like it's everywhere, and every day it's it's so commonplace. We hear it in so many people, and just it's getting ridiculous. And um, what do you feel is um, kind of for people that may be inexperienced with this, walk us through what is happening when someone has a cancer and as a minister in healing, how would you approach something like that? Okay. I had an experience the other night that will help describe it. I was called to a hospital uh, to go and see somebody who was in a desperate situation. It started off with testicular cancer and it spread into his bowel area and lower back. When I got there, this guy was lying in a government hospital, um, and African government hospitals are, uh, yeah, let your mind get creative. Yeah. So, you know, this guy's there on, uh, 
on, on his side and he's, he's a big man and he's crying. He's in pain. And when we, when I prayed the first time, um, he then had to shuffle to the loo and, and part of me inside felt, you know, that could be a good thing. Maybe he's, he's needing to, to manifest uh, getting sick or I don't know what was going on. He came back and he lay down and he said he's still in pain. I prayed again and Father showed me something quite weird. He showed me what looked like about a fist-sized octopus head with many tendrils, not eight, but many little tendrils coming out. And they were wrapping into his lower back and into his lower organs. And I started to command this thing. I think it's the first time I've ever seen a proper visual of this, this attacking thing called cancer. Now, when I prayed, I physically felt something almost snap, like the like if you let a rubber band go inside him. Bang. And instantly his pain shifted from his back area to the front of his stomach. And I did something. I said, Colin, put your hand where the pain is. And as the pain moves around, move your hand. So I, I, was, I obviously pray with my eyes open. Um, that's something that Curry always makes me laugh with. You, know, you only need to be clapped once or hit once by a devil and, and you end up with your eyes open most of the time. It's true. Um, and I'm watching his hand. And with great excitement, I started to watch him move his hand up. And I suddenly realized how useful this tip was that maybe the Holy Spirit gave me, that to ask someone to put their hand on it, and as it moves, move your hand. And I started to get stirred up in the spirit as I saw this thing move up his chest, up his chest, up his chest, into his throat, and bang, it went. Now, when it went, his pain was gone. And he had had no medication administered at all. Now, the very next day, someone posted something on Facebook that showed a picture of a cancer cell. And to my amazement, it looked just like what God showed me, this little octopusy thing. And, and that's as far as I can tell you. That's as much as I've seen. And from that moment the other day, dealing with this guy, Colin, we've, we've suddenly started to make major ground. It's almost like... I've got a visual on the enemy. I can't describe it differently, you know? Your radar is locked on at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know what he looks like, and I know he's vulnerable. And because I could see him in the spirit, maybe, um, he knew it, and he was. I defeated him. The, the result is, of that prayer, um, we got a call the next day. His wife, his kidneys were attacked, and there's something called your creatine level, I think. Mm -hmm. um, his was at 1,000. The very next day, he was down to 160. Now, 150 apparently is a very normal um, level. And the doctors physically called this a miracle. And I got a message last night. Now, we did go back and pray again because I, I get very worried when someone gets healed. In our hospitals here, they quickly administer a second set of chemo and they, they wipe out the bone marrow and other sicknesses come in and you know it's a constant battle to keep your testimony you know yes yes and um, that's just a reality which i don't know how to tackle that except we just keep praying but the result i got on, on my cell phone last night by sms was that um they had told him and his wife a 99 percent chance of leukemia and they then the next day after that prayer they stopped his operation they ordered another biopsy, and they've not come back, and they don't know what happened, but he doesn't have leukemia. Oh, so cool, man. That is so awesome. 
And uh, listeners, we are actually coming up on our first break here. I kind of hate to break away. This is fascinating to talk about, given that uh, cancer here in our culture is kind of the boogeyman of everything. And it's important that we talk on these topics, especially with someone who is seeing results and giving us insight. And again, joining us, Chris Millen from out in Cape Town, South Africa, Uh, Evangelist Minister DHT, Jairus Seed Ministries out that way, joining us via Skype this evening. So it's a late night here in Dominion Fire Studios, but we're going to have more for you right after this break so please keep it locked here on the heal the sick podcast and we will be back momentarily keep it locked thank you for listening to the heal the sick podcast presented by dominion fire church our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us currently we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends listeners and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, welcome back. The Heal the Sick Podcast, Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, anytime you can check out our website at dominionfire.com. I forgot my own website. Isn't that great? <laughs> Dominionfire.com. And uh, of course, there you can find all of our social media links and all of our uh, videos and audio and podcasts and a full catalog of the Heal the Sick podcast as well, where you can uh, hear every single guest we've had in its entirety and make sure you do share that. So people all around the world get to hear how God is active and how healing is indeed for today is an operation and the, uh, the goodness of God just does not stop. Simple as that. Joining me on, well, via Skype today, actually. Chris Millen from uh, Gyra Seed Ministries, Evangelist, Minister, DHT, which is Divine Healing Technician, out of Cape Town, South Africa. And in the first segment, we heard about his uh, um, experience with cancer, which is kind of a, you know, a biggie these days. And now we get to hear a little about the man himself. So, uh, Chris, would you please share with the audience your background and experience and tell us how you got involved in this crazy old thing? Okay, Million. Well, I'm going to try and skip the, the dark ages as fast as I can. Suffice to say that I, I, I was living a very colorful and sinful life at a point in time. Um, got very lost, met this amazing lady, my current wife. And um, even though we didn't know the Lord, the healing process started. When we came back to South Africa from London, um, quickly had an encounter with the Lord. I just called on him and he answered, and things moved quite rapidly. Um, I joined a wonderful men's group, and they progressed wonderfully as well. The, the big error I made earlier on was I went on two years of night classes to a place that wasn't really teaching the truth. It took me four years to unravel. And by the time I'd unraveled it, I'd spent a lot of time on the Word, and I'd basically decided that what Jesus was saying has to be true. I mean, there was enough examples of some of the great generals that you could read up on who had proven from completely different testimonies and sources that you could walk as an apostle. People in the church were saying it wasn't true. 
I joined a little Methodist church. Now, this is a wonderful little community, and uh, this church really was full of charisma. My first day there, someone spoke in tongues. I saw people praying for someone in a wheelchair, and I was just like, wow, this is cool. And one thing led to another, and, and under the uh, leadership there, I grew and eventually ended up running a little healing room, basically, on a Tuesday and a Thursday at lunchtime. And, and to my amazement, it kind of packed out. And we were seeing sore backs healed and rejoicing, man. You know, we're seeing like stubbed toes and pain going and uh, small things, but big steps. And the life team that I was running for them, we started then doing a lot of outbound work. Pretty soon we were no longer called a home cell. We were called the action group. And wherever they went, we started tugging in different directions. They were very much about their, their little corner of the patch. And we were very much about what about everyone else? And, this thing kind of happened to a point where, you know, it was wonderful. They opened up an evening service for me to preach in a church, which we did for 18 months. And we went in there with the sole purpose of creating an environment to see people healed. And, yeah, it was great. You know, you get to preach every night on a Sunday, and people were coming from different churches. What we found was broken people came in, healed people spiritually and physically were leaving, and not necessarily returning. Because they went back to their churches, and, and, and we were okay with that, you know. We just thought, well, we're playing a role, and they seem to send people back to us that aren't in a good space. We pray, and things happen. Now, a big moment for us was there was an evening where a, a very a lady was leaving, and we honestly thought she was coming to the back for prayer. The, the, the fact of the matter was she wanted to go home. But in boldness, and uh, we stepped forward and said, right, have a seat. And she was being polite. We prayed for her knees, and she left. And the next week, she came back with an almighty testimony that she had basically lost the cartilage in both her knees. And when she went uh, into the shower the next morning after we prayed, she noticed both around her knees were bright red. And later that day, almost black. And then she realized that she could walk up steps without pain. And she didn't come for healing. She was actually trying to exit. Now, she was astounded. She gave this testimony, and this was like the injection that we needed. And from there, you know, things just took off. We quickly found ourselves ministering in, in, in Malawi, which is a, an African country just a bit up from South Africa, and <clears throat> going into townships, um, shanty towns, and just completely gearing ourselves. Now, during that process, uh, you know, this along that journey is where I connected with some of the guys at JGLM, um, Mark and Kevin, and, you know, it's just a blessing to know them and just started connecting with local people. And over a period of time, just felt deeply called to exit, exit and, and, and um, start a mission. Really, Gyroseed Ministries is a mission. It, it's, it's a mission to reach the, the, the broken in body, soul, and spirit and to bring the kingdom of God to them and see them transformed. Now, you know, along that journey, I've been blessed to to, to meet the most incredible people. Uh, I learn from the people that work alongside me all the time, and that's really where we're at, Million. You know, it's, it's just been a, a high-speed journey, um, keeping our hearts open. And, and, and I think one of the advantages with us is that we didn't come in with all this knowledge, so we've always had a humble heart to kind of listen, you know, happy to be taught, happy to learn, but at the end of the day, I just want to see people set free. Um, but one of the big keys was we got into Paulsmore Prison. And that's been about a seven-year journey, almost seven years now. And in the prison ministry there, behind the doors, 
five or six iron doors in, man. We, we, we have seen stuff in there which we didn't see on the outside. And it took about four years to, to, to actually bring the stuff that was happening in there out. It caused huge tensions with people because they didn't see what we saw inside and we would come out with these stories and they didn't know what we were talking about. And we literally saw Pentecost take place there week after week and the team grew and we grew. And at the end of the day, I think we, we at a point now where we're slowly getting similar results as we did inside the prison. And yet it still amazes me. We go in there and we just see now one of the most fun moments was when a, a whole bunch of leadership from JGLM were in Cape Town and I managed through God's grace to get about six or seven of them into this meeting in the prison. And that day, 150 people got healed. And um, it was amazing to see. I, I lined up all the JGLM leaders on one side. And as I preached, I just pulled people out the crowd, threw them over there, and they did their work. And the Lord showed me how effective it is to do wholesale healing, you know. And this is why we've now driven to a point where we, we, we're going to be opening up a Dominion, a Dominion Life Mission Station for healing. Because one-on-one -on -one healing is one thing, but if we can go out and reach 150 or 300 people a week and we're handing them cards, they can take those cards and those cards direct them back to where the whole cell environment is. And we're just looking forward to seeing hundreds and hundreds of people through the doors of this church now um, coming in to meet with God and, and hopefully go back to their churches and take this message and take the fire, you know. So that's that's the kind of short journey. That's amazing. In um, and have you ministered anywhere outside of Africa, or has that been your only place? Um, I, I was I was in Texas last year. Uh, I was okay. fortunate enough to to join um, Curry and the JGLM uh, annual conference. Um, we we ministered there, but to be honest, I do a lot of it on the phone um, okay. and Skype. You know, we have quite a bit of success on the phone and occasionally do ministering to people on Skype from other parts of the world and have seen success, but really felt that our focus was where we are at right now, because if we can't do it in our own backyard million, how can we go to other places and preach it? Mm -hmm. And that's really what fathers laid in my heart is we were pouring a lot of energy and funding and whatever into Malawi. But Father suddenly said, but Chris, you know, how can you take their leadership to the next level if you're not doing these other big things yourself? So I believe a time is coming where we will then be able to teach, but not teach just from a technical perspective. I teach from a we've walked this out. We, we know what it costs. And the reason I ask that is, uh, and we only have a, like a minute or two before our break, um, Ministering in a place like Africa obviously is going to be a little different than ministering in the United States. So I was kind of curious what, uh, for for listeners that are maybe curious about other parts of the world, um, how are, are people receptive to it in Africa? And I know Africa has a lot of witchcraft that comes with a lot of the territory there. So I was just, can you give us like a quick, uh, like an idea of what it's like just ministering there and being a Christian there? Yeah, it's a very astute comment. Um, my, my view on it is um, it's all the devil's fault, and we blame him for everything. And, okay. you know, we're, we're not very keen on snipping at the leaves and the twigs and the branches and working our way down. We've worked out. You go straight at the roots, kill it, and move on. 
But Father had to stop me at a point and, and reveal to me that there was more going on than just demonic violence. There was also human-directed demonic violence through witchcraft. And he's had to teach me a lot on that because I, I wasn't greatly schooled in it, although we were still seeing people set free from it. So, yep, I've, I've moved in that. I don't think it's, it's, it's any different to the, the roots of New Age stuff. So when we were in Texas, we prayed in the same way. Wherever I pray, I pray in exactly the same way. I've kind of built my own style, and um, it's, it, it works. Blame Satan, bring Jesus. Listeners, it's uh, always awesome on the show when we have people from various countries in the world because thus far we've had uh, from the Caribbean, from Pakistan, from Africa, and it's amazing how across the entire world, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, forever. It's amazing to see this, and um, while he's the same in all these cases, it's it's uh, really awesome to see the different flavors um, that you deal with in the local cultures a lot of times. So that's why I, I like to bring that out and, and kind of just see where that goes. So uh, we're talking again with Chris Millen, Gyrus Seed Ministries, Cape Town, South Africa, evangelist, minister DHT, sharing his experience with us. And uh, we're grateful to have you here, of course. And uh, we're up against our second break. When we come back, we're going to hear uh, a very interesting lesson about doing the work of God in the uh, on the continent of Africa. So uh, uh, Chris will be sharing that with us when we come back. This is Million here on the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, as with all of these shows, not only are we back for our third segment, but this is the sad segment for me because it means our show is almost done, but we still got a long way to go yet, and uh, our guest today is going to fill us in on an amazing topic. We were just chatting a little off the air about this, and we are so in sync with this. The uh, Holy Spirit is locked on in this conversation, so pay attention to this because this is going to be some good, good stuff. I could just tell you already. Uh, Again, on the phone, Chris Millen, Evangelist, Minister, DHT through John G. Lake Ministries, Gyra Seed Ministries, Cape Town, South Africa. Again, how cool is that? And and may I venture to say, since we're on the subject, probably one of the top two, top three coolest accents we've had on this show. I'm just throwing that out at you for your you know for your consideration. You can go back and listen and and tell me if you agree. I think you will. But again, um, in this segment of the show, uh, Chris, what I'd like to ask you to do is we have our guests share a lesson on something, something that's on your heart, something you're studying, trying to figure out or want to just share with the world. So what can you share with us that's on your heart today? All right, Million. There's something specifically which has really been fun. Um, it all started with a friend of mine who contacted me 
um, part of our ministry, having a huge issue with our revenue services for 12 years. It all stemmed from an ex-wife situation and the wrong information was given through to the revenue services and effectively tied him up with any form of rebate in his new marriage, which caused obvious issues, right? Now, he came to me pretty embittered about the situation and he said to me, which was a little bit astounding, he said, basically, my ex-family are casting spells at me. I'm like, that was a bit astounding to hear, and I thought about it, and I said, well, that's an easy answer. You know, if you look at Luke six twenty-seven to 29, it says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you, and whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other side also. Whoever takes away from takes away your coat, do without your T-shirt from him either. Now, I said to him, brother, you just need to bless them. And he was a bit upset about that answer. And I explained to him it's a level of maturity spiritually and everything else. And he asked how to bless. And I said, well, the blessing is releasing the love of God upon them, surrounding them with the Holy Spirit, taking an instructional blessing. So you're not begging God. When we do healing, we have learned to say, I command, devil, you will listen to me. The authority of God is in me. You move now. And interestingly, when most of us are sitting at the table with our families, we lift up the food to the Lord and we say, Father, we ask you to bless this food. And this thing hit me between the eyes. What are we doing? Here we're walking in healing with the authority of God. And we're walking as ambassadors with the signet ring and the robe. And we are saying, you will listen. And yet when it comes to the things that we want to eat and the other things we need, we compartmentalize healing and we, we, we start begging God for things he's given us. And this took me quickly to a position where I, I realized that when Jesus held up the loaf and he was about to feed the 5,000, the thing he did was he, he blessed the loaf. Now, Father revealed to me that when you bless something, it becomes holy. You take it into the depth of the spirit realm. It becomes something different to what it was. But once something has been blessed, it can multiply and manifest the kingdom, which is why you will see that, that when you bless those who curse you, this guy did it for a week. He phoned me and said, you won't believe it. In a week, basically, frayed ends had become a tight rope, and he was pulling the answer in. And it was an amazing experience. It hit me hard because I hadn't realized fully what I told him to do. And Father started to reveal things to me. He showed me in, 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 in the book of Genesis. He showed me right at the beginning, before Abraham, he was still called Abraham in verse uh, 2 to 4 of chapter 12. It says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So to me, I look at this and say, well, he's blessed us. We must bless other people because we are blessed to be a blessing, right? So then I moved on into this thing and I just started to really apply this to my current work situation. And I realized that when people are attacking you, there's a mindset change that needs to happen. I ran into my office and I took my dry whiteboard and I just cleaned it. I've, I've got a sales board that's got a typical pipeline of business coming in and out and all sorts of business activities. And I cleaned it completely. Now, you've got to understand for me, there was a lot of emotional attachment to that stuff. And I rubbed it clean. And in the center, I put a cross. 
And suddenly I thought to myself, well, who are the people that owe my business money? And I put their names down. And I said, Father, they're in trouble. The devil's attacking them because he can't attack me. And they're in trouble. And I want to bless them. And I started to bless them. I blessed their families. The Holy Spirit took me into places where I was blessing specifics in their marriages. And, 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 and it was an amazing experience, Million, because what started happening was money owed started to come in. I never asked God for it. And, I, and yes, I might have told the devil to leave them alone, but I blessed them with the love of God. And then I suddenly looked in the book of Daniel and I, and I started looking at what happened when the prince of Persia held back the answer regarding Daniel's uh, dream interpretation for 21 days. And I started to pray about this and say, Lord, you know, how do we apply all of this? And the answer I kind of got in my heart was this. A lot of the prayers we do, even when we're blessing, are prayers of defense. Something goes wrong, we pray. There's a need, we pray. But what about prayers of offense? The word says that he is a shield and a rampart. A rampart is not a pretty thing, and it's definitely not a defensive mechanism. It's a hardcore, outbound, offensive maneuver. You jam into the wall of a city you sieging so that you can, number one, take down their gates, and number two, run over the top and jump the wall, right? So, so, so I'm starting to think, well, what happened with Daniel for the, the 21 days was that the prince of Persia was holding back the angel, the ministering angel that had his answer. So then I started thinking, well, if Father has released all blessing into us from the beginning of time, it's a little bit like he's given us wellsprings, but the devil's hidden them. And it's our job to uncover them. So I said to the Lord, what do I do? And I started to map what I need for my ministry, what I need for my business, things that I don't even know the names of people, but I can tell you, I know Father's already given them what they need to bless me, to bless our ministry. But the devil's causing issues in their lives. So I started to pray for people I've never met. I started to pray for people that Father revealed to me are out there that want to do business with us or want to come into our ministry and find teachings and healing, but the devil's holding them back. And I started to bless, and I started to bless. And I realized that the prayer of blessing and covering is like a gentle dove in the Holy Spirit upon a troubled person. But it's like a burning, sticky tar ball rolled through the ranks at high speed of the enemy. But it's the same words, devastating to the devil, but bringing life to those. And that is where the fight is not against flesh and blood. But you see, so many of us are so quick to take offense when something goes wrong with another person, when our instant results should actually be they're in trouble. Wow, that is crazy. And you know, something you just said uh, when you said about, uh, I forget the wording, but how there's things that are hidden that we have to go look for. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, I think it's Proverbs 25, 2, where it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to go search it out. So yeah. there's definitely something in that. that uh, and, and and I guess it applies to a lot of things this specifically, but uh, in a lot of things, the story always goes deeper. Got to go dig through it and go find it. There's more in there. You got to go looking sometimes. So um, 
Chris, that's amazing. I, I absolutely love that. And it's uh, the, the prayers of blessing and coverings. As soon as you said that, it's like it hit me right in the spirit. I'm like, okay, there's something there. So that that's pretty cool. And um, we are uh, actually wrapping up a little bit, getting towards the end of the show here. So Chris, if people wanted to track you down, find out more about you, uh, connect up with you, how could people find you on uh, website, social media, email, whatever you have? Million, we've got, um, first of all, a website address, which is gyraseed at gmail.com. So that's spelled J-I-R-E-H-S-E-E-D at gmail.com. And also on Facebook, uh, if you type in Chris Millen, comma, Cape Town, you will actually find me. Thankfully, there's not too many millions and millions around. The word, you know, my, the way to spell my surname is the word million without the zero. So if you look for Chris Millen, comma, Cape Town on Facebook, you'll find me. And you know what? We just have an inclusive ministry. We're really just trying to reach people. We just want to see the kingdom grow. So, you know, just the final piece from my side, Million, is that this whole journey with us really started to kick in when all I was praying for was wisdom. It came to a point where I sat on the ground and realized with everything I'd learned, I learned, I just didn't feel like I was anywhere. And I just said, Lord, I lack wisdom. Please help me. But then I found out that God didn't just give Solomon wisdom. He gave him wisdom and a large heart. And that's been a huge breakthrough for us because as he develops the large heart within you, you just become God-centric in all the activities you're doing. And uh, if people want to learn more about that, we are so happy to uh, help them. Um, If there is time on the show, there's a particular way that we pray for a lot of people, which um, we kind of do, and I'd love to share that. And Chris, actually, that brings us to the final segment here, the final portion of this segment, which is praying for our audience. So what I'd like to ask you to do, if you would, is would you please pray for our audience? And if you would like to demonstrate that, by all means, do so. Um, if you would please pray for uh, healing, if you get any kind of uh, promptings, word of knowledge, anything that kind of supernaturally comes to you, by all means, let it flow and uh, let her rip, my friend. Take us all the way to the amen, please. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. I know that there's many people that are going to listen to this that uh, are wanting to desperately grow for all the right reasons, Lord. They're in purity. They're in love. They're in compassion. But what they're seeking, Father, is to flow in your power so that your kingdom, Father, can come to this earth, so that your kingdom can transform lives, Lord. This is not a self-seeking heart. And, Father, test our hearts. But this is what I believe, Lord. I believe people listening to this are looking for that next step. So I just want to say, Lord, that if you open up the hearts that you've done for us, that you, you bring a large heart, a heart of depth and compassion, that you transform our hearts, Lord, so that our hearts will mimic your heart, that worldly intent will change and become godly. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. What I'd also like to do is, for those of you who are not well, um, and those of you who just need a breakthrough, there's a confirmation prayer that we've kind of developed. It's not any any form of rocket science, but I think it's very descriptive in what it does. So let's just, if you're out there listening to this, I just want you to uh, say these words. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you ready for change. Devil, get out. Get out of my mind. Get out of my body. Get out of my soul. Get out of my family. Get out of my finances. You get out. Our contract is dead 
I have a new contract, a covenant written in the blood of Jesus. His blood has set me free. I owe you nothing. My debt is clear. This day, devil, I take off the robe of destruction and lies and deceit and brokenness and misdiagnosis. And I put on the robe worthy of a son of God, holy, redeemed, righteous, worthy. And I turn my back on you, devil, and on your lies. And Father, I approach you, seeking you in purity. Amen. Wow. Absolutely amazing, man. I was just kind of closed my eyes and was just following along in my head. And it's just like my, my spirit is like my vibrating throughout my body. <laughs> just good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. Chris, I want to thank you for joining us all the way from South Africa. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here on the show. And uh, listeners, again, if you have any issues getting a hold of Chris or if you want to follow more and you don't seem to find anything, by all means, email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and I'll be sure that you get in contact. So uh, make sure you do that. Also visit our website at dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com slash healingminister if you like uh if you like your christianity a little more edgy that's where you'd find that for me and uh if you visit our website you'll find all of our other social media outlets including our youtube channel where we have some uh, demonstrations and some healing in the streets so you could see some of that as well and uh, I'm going to be working on more of that once I learn more about video I am not the best at video and I'm trying to figure it out so once we get a hold of that there's be more uh video content coming your way as well so Listeners, I want to thank you as always for uh, being here on the show uh, with us and listening along and participating with our, our prayers and by sharing this. And uh, I get a lot of great feedback about all the cool stuff happening. So I thank you for being part of this. And uh, by all means, make sure you check us out on iTunes, share it with the world, let people know that God is good, always good. And uh, and we're putting it on display here for your listening pleasure. So uh, again, thank you as always. Million here with you. I'm going to be uh, signing off now. I'll check you next time. And as we always say here on our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.